Hey everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today I have a very special guest, Christy Lawler. As founder and owner of CJL Consulting, Christy supports clients by creating beverage marketing and training programs. She is also the host of Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream, a weekly podcast featuring trendsetters and newsmakers around the hospitality industry. In 2018, Christy developed the charitable side of her career, founding The Witty Group, a 501c3 foundation focused on empowering and supporting the women of the hospitality industry. Christy also travels the U.S. for her speaking engagements covering marketing, branding, sales strategy, and cultural development topics. Hope you enjoy today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Christy, I'm so excited to have you on the show to share your experience. Um, I know that you have um, gone through sexual abuse in the workplace and is something that I've never had a conversation with someone about. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to just hear your story and also to raise awareness um, because this is something that exists, um, not something that you, alway, that you always hear about or that may be streamed in the media. Um, so I'm, first of all, grateful to have you on the show to share. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. And thank you for creating a platform for people to share their stories because I think that's very important. Absolutely. Um, So if you would, um, you're a survivor of years of sexual and violent assaults um, at the hands of your male colleagues and you are in the hospitality industry. Um, So can you just share a little bit about your experience, um, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, um, just about your journey and what you would like to raise awareness with? Of course, of course. Well, um, I think it's, I, I, I literally grew up in this business. My first job in high school was the uh, working at Poncho's Mexican Buffet in West Phoenix, Arizona. I was, uh, I was the girl that made the tacos on the buffet line. And it, it, was, it was fun, obviously, but as my career um, graduated into various different levels, um, from host to busser to server to bartender and eventually bar manager, um, I had a lot of different experiences, both positive and negative. Mm-hmm. But when I entered the corporate side of the food and service side of the hospitality business, I experienced something that kind of shook me, mm-hmm. and I wasn't prepared for it. I, I won. I didn't think that it was something that would happen in a corporate or professional environment. Gotcha. Um, because it's, 
it's so different, right, when you're on the corporate side, when you're in an office environment than when you're actually behind the bar. Yeah. The and I think there's two different kinds of light to shed on how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, that's what it boils down to. Kindness is free. That is Absolutely. one of the pillars that I stand by. Yeah, that's what I stand by with my company and my foundation. But I think if you treat other people with decency and respect, you avoid problems and situations. Mm-hmm. And to me, I feel like there's a much higher tolerance in the actual working, the operation side of our business than there is in the corporate side. Okay. So I was very shocked mm-hmm. when I was experiencing this in an office environment or on the corporate side and there was no support. Mm-hmm. I was shocked by that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's you were saying that there was there was no support. I'm surprised to hear that too. Um, but just to see the difference between when you were working, you know, hands on like with the bar versus like being in an office, um, I can see how that that could be different. Um, so how long after you were experiencing the sexual abuse did you start your foundation? And what kind of oh. um <laughs> Like, what really drove you, like, okay, this needs to be a foundation. Like, this is something that I need to to start. Well, it, it, I'll be honest. I, when it happened to me in my 20s, I did not stand up for myself. I, okay. I, I, I should have, um, but I didn't. I tried, mm-hmm. but I didn't try hard enough. And that is... That is something that I have to take responsibility for because while I didn't ask for the situation, um, I definitely wasn't in a place emotionally or with my level of maturity to say, no, this isn't right. You do have to do something. When I bring this to you as my employer, you need to have my back. But I didn't. I chose to shut up, slink away, and stay quiet. And I did that for years and years, and it wasn't until I was in my 40s. I mean, it literally took me well over a decade to realize that if this was happening to me, it was probably happening to others. Yeah. And it it still happened, although not as badly the older I got and the longer I was in the business. Got you. But I knew that I wasn't alone, and it took me kind of reaching that level of personal maturity Got you. realize and get out of my own head and feel like, oh, I shouldn't have let this happen. Well, then when I realized this was happening all across the board to women, and they were often in the space that I was in in my late 20s where they didn't know how to stand up for themselves, and they were afraid to stand up for themselves. And I was like, well, if I don't do this, who will? Got you. Like, if... If I'm feeling this way, I need to stand up and be the mama bear that doesn't exist. So that was kind of how I reached it. It was through a process of a lot of internal dialogue. I talked to myself quite a bit. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's a thing, right? Yeah. If you have that internal dialogue, sometimes it's hard to shut it up. Oh, yeah, all Um, the time. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's great because it motivates you and it moves you and it helps you be creative and other times it keeps you from sleeping absolutely um so this was one of those things where i was like oh my god i've never once felt like a victim because 
because I made mm. the choice not to stand up for myself. Mm. So I take I take power out of that decision, but I'm choosing to use my weakness then to be a strength now. Yeah, that's so, so good. Yeah, I mean, it's just what you do, right? And yeah. it's very cathartic, I'll be honest. It's not it's as great as it, it sounds like it's an altruistic thing. It's not 100% altruistic, as nothing is. It was literally a process that I went through as part of my healing. Yeah. Because I never realized how much I'd held myself back by not standing up to myself. Gotcha. And I was like, okay, I am 41 years old. I'm raising two young men that I hope will be amazing men one day. Yeah. I'm married to a very, very supportive husband. Yeah. If I don't do this, I'm just pointless. So I launched the philanthropic arm and I started talking to people and listening to their stories and understanding that this was something we should all talk about. And to some extent, the Me Too movement that we saw happening in Hollywood Mm -hmm. in 2017 was really part of the catalyst. Okay. Where I started thinking more about it. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, when you see something going on and it hits that chord inside of you, your fight or flight response comes in mm-hmm. and while I don't view this as a fight response, it's definitely a stand up yeah. response. Taking action. Exactly. Yeah. So and I feel like if I'm not doing my part to make the world a better, safer, more inclusive and more empowering place for others, not just women, but men too, then I'm just doing society as a service and I'm taking up space and breathing show that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Got you. And what's the name yeah. of the foundation again? Um, we are the Witty Group, and that's W-I-T-I. Witty stands for women in the industry. Women in the industry. So do you mm-hmm. just target um, women who are in the food and beverage in- industry or the hospitality industry? I mean, that is that is my lifeblood. That is uh, where my company lives and breathes, which obviously right now is severely affected with COVID-19. I'm sure. Yeah. So the foundation is that women across the food and beverage sector of the hospitality industry, we all face different challenges, but we have over 60 female volunteers that are leaders in their organizations across the country that are, you know, they are willing to provide mentorship, support, Mm -hmm. and help us fundraise so that we can provide financial support to women um, of our industry when they find themselves in abusive or otherwise hostile work environments. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking about the teenage and the young 20s version of myself. I'm thinking about the gotcha. late 20s version of myself when I never stood up. Yeah. I am I'm reaching out to past me and all the current women, and I'm like, we're here for you. Yeah. We exist. We care, and we're collectively sharing our experiences personally so that we can light a bright um, professional path for other women that are coming behind us. Yeah, yeah, which is so important, and um, when you were saying with the financial support that you all provide, is that with the understanding that, like, I know a lot of times in these situations is, you know, be quiet or you might lose your job. Um, so is it with that understanding, like that you all provide financial support just in case like your job is on the line 
if you do yeah. say something? Exactly. Okay. So it's, gotcha. The idea is, you know, we'll, we'll help you cover an attorney or a therapist. Okay. Um, Which is great. Or, yeah. It, it, there's a number of things that we will yeah. help with. It just, it's obviously, it's going to be a very personal interaction and yeah. it's very person dependent. Got you. Um, okay. Yeah. And I yeah. also got a chance to read on your, um, online that you also have a growing number of male supporters and advocates, which I thought was incredible. Yeah. That is one of the most beautiful things that yeah. has come out of that. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Many I, men. <laughs> I loved reading that. Like, it's not, you know, one sex against the other. Like, it's often, yeah. you know, presented, um, but, you know, and putting everyone in the same box. So I just thought that was amazing that you also have male supporters um, you know, when they could be offended or take it personal, um, you know, they're, oh, yeah, they're coming is, along with yeah. the cause. <laughs> oh, they, they absolutely are because I've been very, very purposeful and clear in my message that this is not an anti-man yep. organization. Yeah. We, women in our business can be abused by any gender. It does not matter. It is, and it's not about, oh, women are abused it's about how yeah. to treat people at yeah. the core of our foundation yeah. and abuse in it's, general because men can be abused as well so I, I love that you're taking it from just on a human level you know just abuse in general um so I think I, I honestly think it's amazing what you're doing with this foundation and um I love that how practical it is because you know people do need someone to talk to when they're experiencing yeah. that, but they also might need practical help, like financial or like counseling, mm-hmm. mentorship. So I love that you go beyond just being available to talk, which which does mean a lot, but um, that you also meet like practical needs as well. So, um, so that's great. Well, sometimes it might be the hardest just to have that conversation. I'm sure. There's I'm sure. There's a lot of fear. Yeah, and we want women to know that if you're in this situation one you're not the first and you won't be the last absolutely but you don't have to feel ashamed you didn't deserve it and we're here because we've experienced it too and we we care yeah yeah and I think a lot of people just need to hear I believe you you know, you just kind of go through that. I wonder if anyone's going to take it seriously or because they're in this position of power or in this um, in this particular field, maybe, you know, people won't believe what I'm saying. So I think it's really important just to have someone beside you that can say, I do believe you. I believe that you're telling the truth and I'm here for you and you didn't deserve it. You know, and you need those affirming messages regardless of the situation. Yeah. Well, that and it wasn't your fault. Yes. That's a huge one, right? Oh, that's a major one. (laughs) Yeah. That's a major one. It would have been helpful if I'd heard, it wasn't your fault. Wow. I believe you. Yeah. I mean, just those sentences would have been really, really impactful for me. Yeah. So I can imagine that's probably, those are still the two key phrases that people need to hear. Yeah. Because there's a lot of fear in coming forward. and Absolutely exposing your yourself i mean you are really there is no benefit right now to women who come forward yeah yeah that is we need to be that benefit yeah yeah that's really good and i'm glad you mentioned that because you know i was going to ask you know what is something that you would have loved to hear 
Um, and so I love that you pointed that out, you know, that I do believe you, but, and it's also not your fault. Um, those yeah. are, those are major, I'm, I'm sure. So in line with that, I'm sure there are misconceptions that you have come across or even stereotypes, maybe that you've come across, maybe that you had, or, um, just from your experience, other people might've had about your situation, um, associated with sexual abuse. What would you say are the main misconceptions? That I did something to uh, deserve it, or not even deserve it, but I did something to make it happen. Got you. Got something you. Something I said, something I wore, yep. something I laughed at. Yeah, the charisma. Often we, <laughs> you, know, you know how often someone tells an inappropriate joke, yep. and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and laugh at that because this is my client, yeah. and I'm really uncomfortable, yeah. but I don't, yeah. Uh, but I don't really know what to say. <laughs> yeah, because we can't say, that makes me uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Yeah. What if you lose the account? You lose the business. Got what? you. These are the things. Yeah. Got you. It's that, it, and the perception that that doesn't exist is ridiculous. Got you. Because we all know it does. Yeah. So that you did something to deserve it or that you somehow provoked the person or brought it brought it onto yourself. Um, are there any other misconceptions? I think I mean that's like the main one. Yeah, because that's a really that's a really big that just covers a lot. It, <laughs> it does. Yeah, and I think it's a very it's a personal experience based yeah. question because everybody is, is going to have something different, and it could be because. It could be the color of their skin. It could be their sexual orientation. It could be their personal beliefs. You never know. Yeah. And I think it, because it can take so many different shapes and forms. Yeah. And it's one of those things, things that can seem innocuous at first, but you realize it's, it really dies underneath the surface and surprises you sometimes. Yeah. And I think it's just that awareness where we don't have to be lily white in our approach to everything. And I would never, ever be an advocate for oversensitivity. But at the same time, I think it's easy enough to practice decency and respect. Got you. Yeah. And just for clarity, when you say we don't have to be lily white, what do you mean by that? <laughs> like, we don't have to be so afraid of saying things that where anything we're going to say is going to offend someone. Got you. Because there's no way to control that variable, right? Yeah. You're never yeah. going to be able to fully understand how your words or actions are perceived by others. Absolutely. But you can take responsibility for putting your best effort into not making someone uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant by it. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I know, like, I was wondering, and I'm like, maybe my listeners might be, <laughs> might be wondering, too. But um, I kind of, well, like... Know, I know that, you that go ahead. snowflake is thrown around a lot, and I know... Okay. It, I find it to be a rather offensive term because of its genesis. Gotcha. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where people throw it around quite a bit. Okay. And they're, for the purpose of saying that someone is so easily offended, they're a snowflake, they're so fragile. Okay. I don't think that that's it. I don't think that we need to be so PC that we're assuming everybody is in a constantly fragile state. Yeah. I think we just need to be respectful, and that's where it ends. Yeah. Seriously. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. if there was someone that is, you know, currently going through a situation similar to the one that you um, went through, what is something you would tell them? 
you're not alone. Yeah. And there's a ton of people out there for you in every business. There are allies that will have your back. Yeah, that's so good. Um, again, thank you so much for for being willing to share. I know this isn't an easy topic. Um, and I, I appreciate you coming on to share your experience, but also to... Um, speak to people that may be in similar situations, but also educate those that may not be. Um, for those yeah. that may have family members, they may not be experiencing it themselves, but they know someone who is, what would you advise them to do? I would advise them to, uh, one, trust their network. Talk to someone. Don't hide it and don't stuff it down because that has ripple effects on you personally, and it doesn't do anything to change the situation. Um, if somebody in our business needs to reach out to the Witty Group, we are here to help always. Okay. Um, they can find us on Facebook. They can find us on LinkedIn. They can find us through my website, um, and we're here. Okay, and I'll have all of those links in the episode description for those who need to um, reach out and you know I also have the hotline number crisis text line just in case um, there are just so many resources out here for you if it's something that you're experiencing or you know someone that might be experiencing it but you're not really sure what next step to take um, we'll have those resources available for you and the links in the episode description um, but again thank you so much Christy for sharing your experience and for being available um, and just serving all of these women who may be experiencing similar situations. Thank you for being a part of the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, and thank you for giving a voice to the voiceless. Absolutely. Um, so thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and make sure that you connect with Christy and the Witty Group on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? I'd love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starter Stick, available at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com and on my mobile app. Hope to hear from you soon.